Hi, I'm Mara Webster with Eden Creative Company, and I'm thrilled to be welcoming back Justin Chu Carey to our series to talk about his latest film, As They Made Us, which is Mayim Bialik's directorial debut feature. And the first thing I was interested in is I know for character development, a lot of the time you you do a lot of journaling as characters. And for a script like this, where your character is kind of coming in to certain scenes and certain moments, and we get a real essence of who he is, but not necessarily details about where did he grow up? What's his family history? Was that part of your process for this? Or how did you really bridge and fill in the gaps between the screen screenplay pages for yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I journal for for everything. So, I mean, that was crucial, especially, you know, I actually think it's more important when, you know, when you might not have as much to work with, you know, and you're kind of coming into the scenes um, and into the film, as you mentioned, just kind of like interspurts, you know, throughout the film. And um, I, and so I think it's crucial that you, that you journal and that you kind of give your character like a more filled out story and backstory um, so that you just can pick up wherever you need to be in the film. And what were some of the aspects that you really found about your character in this film through that part of the process? Um, for me, I, I, I needed him to be a strong individual, you know, someone who may have gone through th some things himself so that he could really be there uh, for Abigail and, you know, and and relate to her and understand what she's going through, I think. Uh, I gave him, I'm not going to go into it, but I gave him a very long backstory of, of what he's gone through to get to the point where he's at, where he's now just, you know, a peaceful landscaper. <laughs> I mean, I, even just the detail of the fact that he's a landscaper kind of tells you a lot about the type of energy that he potentially brings as a character, because yeah. you have to have a real connectiveness within that field of work. Um, and so was that sure. singular detail of, of what he does for a living and, and the clear connection that he has to it, a really crucial part in, in finding the core of him? Yeah, actually, yeah, that was the piece, I think. I think that was my my jump off point for, for him. Um, you know, I think it's... Uh, from the couple people who I know who have, you know, uh, worked in nurseries and work with plants, they, they have a very specific energy, right? And, and they're very specific kind of persons. Like I want to dedicate my life to putting my hands in soil and, um, you know, and, and even, you know, usually they talk to plants that, you know, I mean, plants are alive and, and they, you know, they give them good energy so that they can grow. Um, so that was definitely the piece. And so I wanted, so as I was creating his backstory, I was trying to like lead up to how does a person get to that place? And, and I was drawing on a couple of people that I know who, who, who have gone through some things and, and now work with plants and, you know, um, and they've had their, and I incorporated their journey into, to my character's journey. I like to imagine that that between scenes that you weren't in, that you were just outside of the house talking to the plants and putting your hands on the ground. <laughs> it, it's very possible. Someone might have some beyond the scene footage of me doing that. <laughs> and also in terms of the, the audition and the casting process for you, that all kind of happened around the time that you had Black Summer go, coming out. So you were in the middle of, of doing a lot of press at the same time that you were trying to figure out who this character was going through the casting process with, with Mayim. Um, you know, what were the first kind of scenes or sides or details that you got about this character and the first conversations that you had with her at that point? Well, you know, this was a, a very quick turnaround. Like I, I make it sound like I was prepping for like a month, but it was like a, it was, you know, luckily I had some experience. So it, you know, I was able to do what I like to do to prep for films very quickly. Um, but I, I, 
it was a very last minute booking, you know? So like I said, I, or like you said, you were doing, I was doing um, a ton of press for, for Black Summer. It was just about to release. In fact, we were about to do the screening um, on a Saturday for Black Summer. And uh, I was getting ready for that. And, and then I found out that Thursday before the Saturday of the screening that I booked the film and they needed me on set by Friday the next day. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess they had, there was another actor that they had gone with, but because of COVID, he was stuck in another place. And my calls me and, and was basically like, look, you know, I don't want you to think you were like the second choice or something, but you know, it was such a hard decision between you and the other actor. Um, but he's stuck now and he can't get out of, I think he was in Australia and can you be here on Friday? <laughs> you know, and so that's how the initial conversation went with her. Um, and so, and my agents called me, you know, on on that Thursday, and he was like, "You got to get on a plane tonight." And I was like, well, "What are you talking about? We got the premiere and the thing." And they were like, "You booked the Dustin Hoffman movie." It's like, what Dustin Hoffman movie? <laughs> you know, and you know, because you audition for so many things, you know, like you, you literally audition for like hundreds of things, you know, and and for me, I don't actually like to read like who's in it, who's involved, you know. I mean, sometimes I skim it, but I like to just kind of focus on the material so I don't get in my head of like, oh man, so and so is going to be watching me, or this could be so great if I'm in a movie with Dustin Hoffman, you know. So I kind of just like focus on the material. I focus on you know the breakdown of the character and and just dive myself and just go from from audition to audition. So I actually have to like watch the audition again to like remember <laughs> like what what it was, you know. Um, and so I took a, you know, of course, I wasn't going to turn it down. And so I took a red eye um, Thursday night, peaced out to my family. I was like, I got to go, <laughs> you know, because they were shooting in New Jersey and I'm in L.A. And uh, took a red eye and got there. And then I was on set that morning. And my first scene was a scene with Dustin Hoffman. So, um, you yeah, know, so the prep work was was quick. Uh, I mean, there wasn't that many lines with Dustin. So I didn't have to like, you know, I wasn't too worried but you know you always think like when day I work with with Hoffman or a De Niro or or you know uh, Pacino or Denzel Washington I'm gonna do so much prep work I'm gonna you know bust my butt I'm gonna be so ready and then there I was like I had barely read the script fully <laughs> you know I was on a red eye I was like I think I know my line <laughs> you know um and and then I flew back for the screening on Saturday so I took another red eye sat friday night got to the screening for saturday because i had a bunch of family coming in i had friends they were already they had already booked hotels and stuff um and did the screening and then i flew back out sunday morning to be ready on set by monday <laughs> so it was a it was a quick turnaround but luckily my um she rearranged a couple things so i could have a couple days just to play catch up and then i was just in my hotel room you know running the lines doing the journaling um and just doing everything i possibly could to be as ready as i could be um by you know shoot day or by you know my next scene that, that's so amazing kind of leads me into my next question which is based around the fact that i always love that that camaraderie that passion and that drive that exists in independent cinema when you're on those sets sure. because everybody's there because they care about the story that they're telling they care about the people that they're working with they kind of care about the project itself you know it's not the money drawing everybody in it's not the luxurious amount of time to make a project and yeah. everybody has to work very fast and furiously in different ways and so it's really important to have that kind of connection amongst everyone 
around. So what was that, that, that dynamic, especially because there are some really great ensemble scenes that you get to be a part of with, with all of the rest of the cast as well. And even amongst the rest of the crew working on this film as well with how fast everything was happening for the shoot and how fast you got thrown into it all. Yeah. And, and, and also on top of it all was uh, it was my first time directing. So it was, you know, I mean, the beautiful thing about working with creatives is we all know, you know, what's happening, what 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 we need to do, and 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 that is to just come together and be as supportive as as possible. You know, especially I think they had like, I think they shot the whole thing in four weeks, four or five weeks maybe, um, which is super quick. You know, we're we're hammering out scenes, you know, uh, as as super at a very quick pace, and so um, I think there was just there was a there was so much love and so much um, camaraderie on set, you know, and a freedom, you know, my um, you know, I mean, you you want to say the lines the best possible, but she was very open to to me and Diana improving and, um, you know, just ad-libbing as, as we, as we felt was necessary with the scene. Um, and then Diana was like amazing to work with, you know, she was just like, cause we, you know, you had, to, you meet and then you just kind of have to jump right into like connecting with each other, especially in a romantic, in a romantic way. So, um, she was, she was a great scene partner to work with and just was right there every, every step of the way. And in terms of, of ad-libbing and, and improving, blind spotting, one of your other projects and shows is another space where that's it's that's kind of like a real part of the process from the sounds of it. Like yeah. it's something that they actually really encourage the opportunity to play around with the scene, to play around with the moment. And how does that change the relationship that you're in turn able to build with your character because of the way that you get to try so many different things? Even if something doesn't work, you've at least experimented with it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think you know, that's why it's so important to do the prep work. So, you know, your character and you, and, and you can kind of just, you know, I think it's cliche to say, but you know, you do the work and then you can just throw it away. And, and part of throwing it away is just letting go and letting your character come through and speak, you know, um, using your body as a vessel to, to speak the, the lines. And, and I'm, it's weird. Cause you, you know, you, you get in these scenes, whether, you know, it was blind spotting or, or um, uh, as they made us and, you watch it. I watch it back. I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> you know, I remember the lines I memorized, but I don't remember the ad libs because you're just kind of, I think the characters just speaking through you, you know, um, which is kind of one of the addicting things of acting, right? Like when, when you are that vessel and when the words do come through you through this connection that you have from whatever higher source, <laughs> you know, it, it's a kind of a, a, a high and a, an addicting feeling. And in working with, with Mayim as a director, I mean, she's been in the industry since she was 11 years old. So she's yeah. had that really great opportunity to see how many other, how other people approach directing over the years in, in different facets in film and television. And what was kind of the approach that she came to set with the way that she would work with you, the way that she would work with the rest of the cast on scenes? Um, she, open. She was just open, man. I mean, she just... Um, she was very kind of it was it was wonderful because she she was very upfront about this is her first time directing and and she feels you know a little bit kind of not entirely sure what she's doing but she knew what she was doing you know she she always had to answer for any question that that you might have and and she just kind of was ready to play you know i think from coming from an acting background i think she knows that's the best thing you can give an actor is just permission to play and, and have a good time, relax and, and let's just have fun. You know, I mean, why are we doing this? If we're not having, having a good time 
you know, on set. And in the majority of the scenes that you're playing are these really great two-handers with Diana Agron throughout the film as well. And, and what was the dynamic that the two of you created and how you would come together, how you would find those moments, particularly what you were talking about before of, of having to just really show up, kind of know your character and dive straight in. Um, you know, I, I we talked about the scenes beforehand, you know, um, usually while we're again it was such a fast pace you know usually while we're like getting our makeup or hair done or whatever you know we're just sitting there with the script in hand so okay so what do you think this scene is <laughs> you know let's let's figure this out before we go go shoot this and uh you know and and again it was just um it was and it's really Diana kind of leading me, you know, she's the lead of, of the film and, and she had been there a little longer and been attached to it a little, uh, much longer than I, than I was. So more uh, than a day, <laughs> more than a day. Yeah. I think she was there for more, knew more than a day ahead of time. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and her just giving me permission to, to be, especially with, I think, I think in a female male romantic dynamic, just being getting the permission to be, romantic and connect in that way you know I certainly as a, as a man I want permission to do that especially in in today's landscape you know I want the permission and um even if we are acting we know what the deal is it's just nice to hear it and she gave me the permission to be like you know um be romantic connect with me you know um I mean that's the only way these scenes are going to work and so she kind of gave me the permission to to go ahead and um and and really connect with her on a human level and and invited me it you know whether it was her actually saying it or it was her just her energy it was so open um yeah i think i think that was that was key to like carrying our scenes all the way and and with that romantic element that's developing between these two characters you know going back to what you were saying earlier about some of the backstory that you saw for your character and in terms of what makes him really connect with with Abigail so quickly and, and probably having some shared experiences in life to really see so much in her. It's also something where he gives her the space that she needs in a lot of ways. He doesn't yeah. necessarily feel a need to give her advice. He's like, well, what do you think that you need to be doing? Or when he goes to the lecture and she's reconnecting with her brother for the first time, mm -hmm. it's like, he's got no problem just leaving the room and giving her the space that she needs. Um, and so what was that like kind of creating that, that dynamic between the two of them, but in a way where you know he's still kind of putting one foot and forward forward in front of the other in terms of the romanticism but still always recognizing when he needs to hold himself back a little bit for her yeah I mean really it, you know it, I would like to say it was my own brilliance but it was really just in the script you know it was just following what Maya had wrote and and she wrote she wrote such a personal piece you know and 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 Jay my character was um a romantic, you know, relationship that she did have, you know, so she was, um, so she was based off a real person. She told me a little about that and, and a little bit about the, um, about who he was for her at that time, you know? And so, um, yeah, between that and what was on page, I, I just kind of followed those beats. Um, and then I was, I think on a personal level, I was just kind of drawing a little bit. It's actually kind of eerie that I went through a very similar experience with my wife, um, with my wife's father. And he was, um, he was, he was in his last days um, toward when me and my, my then girlfriend were <laughs> getting kind of serious and just remembering what it was like to kind of um, be there for her and what, and, and how, how much that brought us together. I think after that, we knew after we got through that, we knew we were, 
we were going to be married because we went through this thing together, you know? Um, and so I was drawing, I was definitely tapping into that a little bit. That's really beautiful to hear. And one of the other things that the film does is, you know, it, it is a character with, with Diana Agron's character, Abigail, going through this grief and this loss and, and processing a lot of family trauma. And yet it doesn't feel completely claustrophobic. There's still a lightness to it. And I think a lot of that comes in the scenes that the two of you have together. So even, you know, after her mom's incessantly calling her, he's just like, mom, you know, he kind of like brings a levity to the moment. He's not there trying to crack a joke, but there's a lightness to it. Was it easy to find that levity and that lightness in terms of the way that Mayim had written the script and what you were saying about just really connecting to everything on the page. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, so much credit goes to, to Mayim. I mean, you know, it was fairly easy to, I think, find the, the lightness and, and kind of the uh, the comedy within within my scenes and, and me and Diana's scene. And, but I got to be honest with you, when I read the whole script, it was, um, I read it and I imagined it much much darker <laughs> you know like or it was just it, it felt much more there was a much more sad tone to it as I was kind of reading it and and then there was like the pops of my scene that felt like a, you know a little bit relief um from the rest of the story um uh, but then when I watched the film there was this kind of like continual lightness you know because it, it never got you know there's these very sad moments and they're and they're dealing with like very harsh topics um but somehow she managed to keep keep it like without keep a tone that didn't dive into like just utter sadness, you know, which it could have done. It could have been that film. But but I but there's like a warmth to it that I think is really amazing that that again, Mayam, I think, did an amazing job. And in that. terms of, of playing a character who is very good at being an active listener, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, about the space that he gives, you know, that's, that's a performance aspect. And is that something where working on a show like Black Summer, where, so, you know, you'd be doing these extensively long scenes, take after take, that would have sometimes no dialogue for several minutes at a time, sometimes for half an episode, it felt like, um, you know, and so it was very much about a different side of the performance than the dialogue. Does that really help you when you come in? To a project like this when you're thrown into the ground running and you're playing a character who very much is someone who sits there and actively listens and has a real perceptiveness to what's going on around him I don't know if I was drawing on anything from from Black Summer I, I mean you know other than just the experience of 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 shooting a series for for a couple seasons um you know I, I think it's just training and an acting class I mean you know they always say acting is um is listening is active listening acting is listening and reacting you know and so um i think it's just just training and and really trying to get lost in the other person and and listen to what they're saying really listen not just pretend listen and like wait wait for my line wait for my line line <laughs> you know it's it's really listening to the person and then reacting to what they're what they're saying you know so i guess i guess class training cool <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And separately, I also wanted to ask you a little bit about collaborating with your brother, because the two of you yes. write together a lot, mm -hmm. um, have a production company together, and, and it sounds like you really complement each other creatively. And so what is that dynamic between the two of you and, and the things that you feel that you each kind of bring as a strength that complements the other one? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. We, I think we, we complement each other. I think uh, I'm kind of like 
the idea generator and then my brother is kind of like you know and then he he fine tunes everything you know what I mean uh I'm not afraid of a blank page neither is my I mean my brother's not either but I can kind of just like give it a hard um first very rough draft and then my brother can go in there and really just make it beautiful I mean he he is I'm I always say I'm a really great writer my brother is a brilliant writer, you know, and and he I mean, he started out in in poetry and and is a poet and spoken word artist. He was a lyricist rapper. Um, he has a book of poetry coming out. Um, and so, you know, so he takes this thing that I write and then he just kind of makes it sing and makes it so beautiful. I'm like, oh, my God, how did you <laughs> you know, this thing you just made this line so, so gorgeous, you know, um, and and I think. I think we have a similar taste and aesthetic. Um, you know, we, we've worked with many of other people, uh, many of our friends, and, and it's been, you know, I think we've had good relationships and we still have great working uh, artistic relationships with other people. But I think there's just something that, you know, is there's a shorthand with your brother, you know, or your sibling, you know, that, that other people don't that you don't have with other people, even just your weird, obscure references, you know, it's like that thing that dad does with his teeth, <laughs> you know, it's like, yep, yep, okay, yeah, let's put that in, <laughs> you know, so it's just like a very easy shorthand with him, and, um, you know, and then we're both very, like, relaxed people, it helps that my brother's a, a Dharma teacher, so, <laughs> you know, so he's an active Buddhist, and, you know, uh so it's we people always like how do you work with your sibling without argument i'd kill my sibling <laughs> you know and i'm just like eh, i hope that he's a buddhist so you know <laughs> that's the secret to it <laughs> that's, the, that's the secret you just just have someone be a buddhist and, and the working relationship will be pretty good <laughs> i mean you're mentioning you're mentioning the different facets and spaces that he works in but also that's that's true for you as well and work you know doing things like painting and drawing and photography and, and a lot of very visual mediums how does that influence and, and shape you as an actor also kind of expressing yourself in those visual mediums uh it helps a lot actually um I I like to I mean part of the journaling you know it's not just writing I actually um I'm a very visual person in fact the first thing that I fell in love with was was sketching and drawing and I was a big comic book nerd and I drew comic books and you know wanted to be a comic book artist uh you know uh, throughout my teens um but uh so I I draw out the scenes you know I not even storyboard I just kind of like draw I sometimes draw my character you know and the way I want him to look and it might not look like me might not have like my hair or whatever but I just the way I see him and because I want to I want to see the guy you know um again because I think I'm such a visual person and it helps me to see so I kind of sketch it out and it just feels like it gets in my body when I'm when I'm kind of sketching it out um and uh not necessarily for this project but for like Black Summer I would draw out some of the scenes you know just like I just needed to see how it would look and see how it would feel um so it it, it informs me a, a lot as I um with acting that's really fascinating. And I, and I love that detail and want to congratulate you on everything with the movie. Thank and you. it's such a great collaboration between the rest of the cast and, and everything that you've done with, with Mayim. And so interesting to hear how you approach something with very little time, but still have such a great performance in it. So thank you so much, Justin. Yes. Thank you so much.